0: hey welcome back everybody to the crosspoint church scripture podcast um it's a real pleasure to be with you pastor josiah here um we are always seeking to bring you um the verse of the day from you version or sometimes we bring requests or other we might explore other sources in the future we're not married to it but it's just a great way to get a random verse why would i want to do that why am i so interested in a random verse well because a lot of times that's the way I understand you guys um, your devotional life that's the way it's brought to you and so I want to give you tools that will help you I want you to understand context and application and things like that from like a sitting in your um, recliner there in the morning with your cup of coffee trying to connect with God in the morning before you face your day I want things to work there um, it's not other stuff is great I myself am a big huge theology book nerd so I get all that. I love that. If you're out there and you're a book nerd, you're my brother or sister in Christ. I love you. We're in this together. 800 pages and we're just getting started. I get all that. But my hope and my um, what I'm trying to help you with is you're sitting there. This verse comes to you. So it's great to do that. I think it's great to hook up with the service that brings you a verse of the day, something like that. You version is the one that's helped me a lot. So get that verse, but what I want you to do is I want you to plug that verse back into the context. I want you to see it to its original audience, and I want you to see Jesus in it because I think that's just going to help you so much more instead of using the usual Band-Aid verse type thing. So um, that's why I love a random verse. I don't want to cherry pick. It's such a big temptation. You know, as a pastor, it's a huge temptation to just cherry pick verses like, oh, this will say what I want to say. Oh, this one helps me with my pet peeve. Oh, yeah. this one is great for American Christians and so on like that. So I'm just trying to avoid that and let, let you, version, throw one at me, and I'll be like, oh, okay, let's look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Easton? I do. It's, uh, sometimes it hurts what they pick. Yeah, it's hard because <laughs> it brings that challenge, and that's, I'm guessing yeah. that's what you guys experience. So I get this huge blessing from God that I get to, to devote a part of my workday to studying the Bible and i thank god every day for that privilege because what a massive privilege that is and um an answer to prayer for me you know i can remember mowing the lawn and working at the factory and doing upholstery and praying god you know one day i would love to just do this where i where i could be a pastor so the fact that he answered that prayer i'm thinking thank you god and i don't want to forget and i want to keep giving stuff that's helpful for people who have I, you guys are out there you're working with kids you're working In the office you're working and doing what you're doing for you know eight to ten hours a day and sometimes more i want to say hey this fits into a life like that you need jesus and and your sure access to him and the scriptures is very powerful in your life so don't let it go and i hope that the crosspoint church scripture podcast is helpful for you in that direction whether you come to this church or not or wherever you are in the world i hope this is helpful for you okay so today's verse um, on my scale of um, easy to hard as far as application and seeing where it could fit to me is pretty easy I don't know how you'll find it but um, it's a easy to apply verse in my opinion we're dipping back into a book we've been into many times it's one of my personal favorites you always say that Josiah. I I know and I even mean it every time but it is from the book of Hebrews which I would consider to be one of my personal favorites Hebrews and Romans kind of you know form a real some pillars in my life but anyway this verse comes from hebrews and uh it's from chapter 12 verse 11 for the moment reading from the ESV english standard version for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good place for an amen church amen you know what i mean discipline it all seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. This almost, to me, seems like it was lifted from the book of Proverbs. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So it's, it sounds universal. It sounds wisdomish. It sounds um, like a folk, very helpful, deep resonant folk saying that you're like oh okay that's, that's very that. painfully true <laughs> and it's very okay and the Easton is using the word painful and I agree it's like but I love that about the Bible you know yeah. what I love about the Bible is I mean did you know this so like a lot of people have the fire breathing Puritan view no, I love the Puritans but let's not get into that right now they got the fire breathing view it's full of God's holy rules and you'll burn if you, it's like dude read this verse for the mm-hmm. moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. I love that it's just like the Bible's the Bible gets it. Yeah, It's one of those things It's like when you read it, anytime anybody quotes it, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But then like when you're actually going through it, you're like this is this can't be God. This is the de-, <laughs> like, you know. It's the devil. It's, it hurts. It's something you only like on the before it happens or after it happens. You don't like it while it's happening. Amen and this is okay and this structure here i love this this is very helpful i think in the bible because you'll see this a lot so chapter 12 verse 11 and you take verse 11 and it's your verse of the day so look it's cut in half at least in the esv version there's a a comma that cuts it in half which is pretty cool so you kind of have this um the first part lays this foundation for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant do i have your attention i guess i do yes you do that's right comma but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So it lays the foundation of saying there's discipline in your life. There's this discipline coming into your life and uh, it's painful, but uh, don't get away from it because it's going to give you, you've got to go through it to get something you need. Uh, If you want the peaceful fruit of righteousness, then you need to be trained by discipline, even though discipline is um, unpleasant at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, these sorts of verses can get us in trouble I mean not intentionally but they can because it's very open-ended all we've done is read the one verse discipline already I'm thinking okay does he mean discipline for something I've done wrong does he mean discipline like going to the gym every day and not forgetting like what kind of discipline does he mean because I need to know so those are all good questions I could sit here and try to answer them from my background knowledge or what have you but what I'd rather do is let the Bible speak for itself and that's what um, where context will help us. So let's back up here. Um, it goes um, all the way up to uh, verse three, and it and it and we're saying we're always looking for Jesus in the verse. Well, this will go ahead and reference him already. So you'll just see context always helps us so much. It just basically does our job for us. So we go up to verse three. I don't know what yours says, but mine says, "Do not grow weary." That's what it says in my ESV Bible. Do not grow weary. So verse 3 chapter 12 verse 3 says this, consider him who endeared from sinners such hostility against himself. So he's already talking about Jesus. He's he's pulling us back to the gospels. If we're going to fight the, we're fighting the fight against sin, we're following God, we're facing discipline, then then Hebrew the writer of the Hebrews says, let's remember Jesus. Consider him who endeared from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So Jesus lived fully for God. He was 100% for God. He was God, the image of God. He lived a perfect life. He always had the Father's ends and minds. And guess what? It made a lot of people mad. And they were very hostile towards him. They called him names. They implied he was a sinner. Some of them implied he was demon-possessed. His family sometimes was against him. They implied he was crazy. They arrested, tried to stone. They beat, they killed, (laughs) you know, so he endured hostility against himself so if that's happening to you don't grow weary or faint-hearted they did it to jesus they're doing it to you verse four in your struggle against sin you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood isn't that neat verse four in your struggle against sin you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood that's what jesus did all along the way they're like turn you're wrong don't do you know you say the father said this but we say no or be our king now or do this or do this and when jesus keeps going no i'm going to do what the father wants no i'm going to do what the father wants finally they're like dude you need to do something different or we're going to kill you and jesus says you guys can do whatever you want but i'm doing what the father wants and it cost him his life and hebrews is addressing all of us saying you're not there yet you're not, you know, in your struggle against sin, you haven't resisted yet to where they've taken your life. I'm highlighting that. It's pretty neat. I like that. And then verse 5, And you have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. There it is. Nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves. So very important to remember and chastises every son whom he receives it is for discipline that you have to endure okay so where does the discipline come from what does he mean by discipline here in verse 7 we get it he's saying he's referencing he's saying when you follow jesus for god's glory when you say yes to jesus which will mean saying no to the world the flesh and the devil and it happens in all kinds of different ways you guys know this from saying no to the third fourth fifth pizza pizza to like real heavy struggles when you're at work and people are like have blasphemous things to say about God and you kind of have to make a stand and be unpopular and you know it's all across the spectrum your kids wander from Christ and you have to hold the standard all this stuff when you do that it brings this discipline into your life there's things that are happening to you that you wish weren't happening And they can either push you towards you know your way where you're just like forget this i don't want to do this anymore this is hard or you can stay on the jesus way where you're like this will bring peaceful fruit of righteousness in my life they did this to jesus and he went through it anyway and now he's at the right hand of god never to be touched by by pain or any of this again and i'm going to be with him that's the road i'm on so i'm not quitting it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons, as family. Yes, this is for you ladies out there as well. The idea here is that it's the letter of Hebrews is written to both men and women, and all of us are being told that you are being treated as those who will inherit the family, the kingdom of God. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So if there's discipline wasn't in your life, if it wasn't a struggle to follow Jesus, if you couldn't tell that he was building your character, that would be a bad sign. Mm. If you were just floating through this Christian life, you never have to say anything no to anything that's hard. If you never have to die to any sin in your life, you really need to be alarmed. You need to be scared that you haven't found the right way, that you might have just be following a God of your own invention. But here it says, if you have that discipline in your life, when you can really tell that there's this old version of you, that the spirit of God and his word and prayer and your church family keep kind of leading you away from, that's a good sign. And it shows that you're not an illegitimate child of God. It's actually a good sign that you belong to his family. Verse nine, besides this, we've had earthly fathers who have disciplined us and we respected them. Maybe you're in the same boat as me and you're saying, not me. My dad was not a good presence of my life or he wasn't in my life at all. I know, but don't you feel the lack of it? Don't you wish you had had one? Mm -hmm. You understand? You could turn it off now and say, no, that wasn't my reality. I understand. But didn't it hurt? Didn't it leave you behind? And that's right. So we've had them, or maybe we didn't, but we wish we did, and we would have respected them. Shall we much not more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. I love that. That's the end result is that God is not hurting you or doing you know being mean to you he's training you so that you can share in his holiness for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant you see we're back home in verse 11 but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it so there's discipline in your life um i use the example i'm not being flippant at all when i use an example like so for instance the gym has been such a huge part of my um, recovery from. So the Lord saved me from an addiction to methamphetamine. One of the first things He brought into my life is He was like, You need to be disciplined to physical exercise and things like that because it's just going to help you. It's just a big part of your staying away from this way of life where you just put chemicals in your body to help you feel better. So often I just don't want to do it. Why do I keep doing it? Because it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness in my life. I'm Right now today I'm at the office, I'm sitting here, I'm doing my podcast and I have so much less anxiety and depression and issues than I would have if I don't go ahead and get my body active when I go to the gym. So it's just one example, but it's very important to me in my life and it is obedience to God because of him saying this, God has gifted you with a body, we need to take care of it. So it's not always just these big huge examples of huge obedience to god but it is things like that and it is, and it will yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness in your life if you allow yourself to be trained by it um where do we see jesus in this verse i think we already did i mean he's referenced at the beginning this is his whole life this goes so i love these sorts of verses because it saves you from being intimidated and made to feel less than and shamed by the people who preach this kind of Christianity, where like, if you don't, if you're not cool and you don't have a bunch of funds, and you um, are not loving life and living large, then you've done something wrong. You've like found the wrong way. And I love this stuff because it just blows all that stuff away. And it goes, nope, get your eyes back on Jesus, His life. He had a lot of joy and peace and friends and and was close and tight with God and he saw the dead raised and blind eyes open and God used his life and it was awesome but it was hard it looked more like your life looks like where you're endearing a lot of things that you wish you could just get away from so if you're out there today and you're walking away from sexual sin that's just so hard for you to leave behind Jesus is your friend you're out there today you're walking away from an addiction like i have jesus is your friend as you're gritting your teeth erasing phone numbers sitting on your hands (laughs) going to your meetings even though you don't want to jesus is with you he walks beside you as you do that if you're in a marriage and your spouse does not know the lord and they like to say little snarky things about you or make you feel less than or accuse you of things you didn't do or be crabby about your walk with christ jesus is your friend you're not doing anything wrong you're actually doing something right and this discipline in your life is going to bring you a peaceful fruit uh yield a peaceful fruit of righteousness in your life and you are experiencing day after day when these things are in your life and it's hard you're experiencing the fact that you really are a child of god and you actually look a lot more like jesus so um that's why i love verse 12 goes on to say and I, i know we're basically um out of time but verse 12 says this therefore lift your drooping hands don't you love that? And strengthen your weak knees <laughs> and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Okay, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. I love all this stuff. It's, a, it's about effort. There's a great mm-hmm. quote that says that grace is not uh, grace is opposed to earning but it's not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning, but it's not opposed to effort. God loves your efforts. He loves for you striving after holiness. He loves for you to get back up again and go, no, I'm not going to accept talking to my wife like that. It's not right. It's not the way to do it. Man, I don't care what she does, to bait me or anything like that. Nope. I'm going to go Jesus's way and be trained by this discipline. Seems to be a common theme. too. Mm-hmm. like a, I'm noticing the the longer we do this podcast, that everything requires something of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything is there, and you just have to, you know. It's a crippling view, Easton, Maybe you've been exposed to it. I know I have. I think some well-meaning people, that they're scared that you're trying to add to anything that God has done. So it's like, God has, He took on the penalty of your sins. He gave you new life. It's His Holy Spirit in you that allows you to do it. You'll only go to heaven because of Him. Don't steal His glory. That's right. That's 100% right. I confirm that. Three times, amen, to you know, salvation by faith alone, by grace alone. But the thing is, it completely, it's just the wrong, that is not to be said against the fact that we are supposed to give our Christian life everything that we have. You know, it's in response to, of course you can't do anything without God's love, but considering what he has done for you, you pour out your life for him and do everything you can. And what's neat is failure is not possible here because all you do, man, whenever you fall, you go, oh. God's got me I'm just you know he's gonna pick me up and I'm gonna give it everything I have so Mm -hmm. don't be paralyzed if you're listening today don't be paralyzed by that false teaching of God no effort God doesn't care what you do he did everything he died for you you're forgiven now be quiet and don't do anything (laughs) that's not good that's not the Bible That's not Jesus's life that's not Paul's life that's not verses like this no way God is a loving father. He, you know, I've got five kids. I don't know what you guys' the situation out there is as you're listening, but I got five children, and I love the efforts they make. And they come over to me like, Dad, check this out. I wiped the table. In the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I could have done three times better. But in my heart, I'm like, man, I so love that they are trying their best and they're trying to please me. So, All right, oh, I'm getting preachy and above and beyond what we're trying to do here. But Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, discipline's painful at the time but you need to be trained by it don't you love that doesn't say you need to love it It just says you need to be trained by it It doesn't Mm -hmm. even say you need to like it just let it train you man let it let it keep killing that old man that old lady in you that wants to walk against christ and and keep it up okay so good to be with you guys god bless all of you Um, pray for my audience i don't know all of you haven't met all of you but i pray for you guys when i think about you and when i pray for the podcast so i thank you so much for listening and we will be with you again next time Peace.